Hey friends, this is episode 178 of the Dealer Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo. I really am so grateful that you're checking out the podcast today. Of course, it's here to help you think bigger, reach higher, and live happier while leveraging your career in the retail automotive industry. Today's guest is an absolute hoot. I laughed so much, and he is just so engaging to listen to. We're talking to the one and only Mark Shaw, who joined me all the way from the UK to talk about why social media could be the kiss of death for your business. So make sure you stay tuned. There's so much value loaded into this about what you can do to dominate your market. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through to the end. You don't want to miss a beat of my guest, Mark Shaw. Here we go. All right, so I'm dying to ask you this. Somebody that's uh, you know having fun on LinkedIn, who's been a contributor to so many media outlets over the years, who's you know was a trusted advisor on Sky News and the BBC for all things Twitter. Why why do you say in your opinion, why do you say that social media has become or can become the kiss of death to many businesses? Okay, um the most important thing is that social media can be awesome. It can be great. But for the vast majority of businesses, as you just said, as I keep saying, it's their kiss of death. And it's their kiss of death for a variety of reasons. Firstly, they think it's the be all and end all of marketing. They do nothing else. They've stopped doing the tried and trusted things that have been going from the dawn of time in terms of marketing your business. You, you right. know, you've only got to ask people these days. You know, I said to someone the other day, you know, I want you to go to a local high, high street and talk to a, someone in a shop. What would you do? And they said, well, I, you know, I try and find them on LinkedIn and see if they're on Facebook Messenger and Twitter. And, and I said, why don't you just drive down there and knock on the door? People <laughs> seem to have forgotten the tried and trusted, the back to basics, the simple stuff. Also, right. people need to remember their job is not to be awesome at social media. Their job is to be awesome at their job. And people have forgotten. <laughs> it sounds really obvious, but people have forgotten that if you turn your business into awesome, amazing, exceptional, if you deliver the wow moment for your customer, then you know what happens? They share you all day long on social media. You don't have to be waking up every morning. Oh, my God, what content am I going to put out? I'm sweating. I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. I keep I run out of stuff. So what do I do? I'm putting out the duplicated photos of puppies and Gandhi quotes and Steve Jobs quotes <laughs> because I've run out of stuff, right? You sure. don't have to be doing all that. You just have to focus on your business, make it incredible, embrace the Instagram culture, as I would call it, which is, People love to share, but they don't share average. They don't share mediocre. You don't say, oh, I went to a really average restaurant. I want to share it with you. You only right. share the great and the awesome. So you don't have to beg. You don't have to borrow. People will just do it. So yeah. people need to remember, focus on your business. Social media won't make a rubbish business awesome. It just helps people find you out, find out much quicker. So focus yeah. on that and then 
The question that I hear people keep saying all the time, it's quite an interesting one, is they say, which platform should I start on? Which platform should I start on? That is so much the wrong question. The mm-hmm. question needs to go four steps back from that because it's not about which platform. It's about what are your overall marketing objectives of your business. And then you need to ask yourself, what resources do we have? If all you have is the 15-year-old niece of the CEO because she likes a bit of Facebook, that is not a social media strategy. So you need to go backwards and you need to ask yourself, who's going to do this stuff? Why do we want to be on there? And what's our end game? And the end game must be and can only be to sell more stuff. Right. Now, a lot of people then go, oh, hang on a minute, Mark. No, 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 no. We don't want to sell more stuff. What we want is brand awareness. (laughs) And I say, yeah, to sell more cars, to sell more stuff. You know, you don't want brand awareness so no one comes onto your forecourt. You don't want brand. You want it to get people to call you, to phone you, to visit you, to buy your cars. Mm -hmm. So the the end game is social is to sell. And that's the bit people forget. They're they're just warm and fuzzy. Nothing's happening. Yeah. It, it, It kills me because, you know, it seems like such logic, such common sense, but it's we've missed it because we see all of these social media celebrities who say you got to be on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and LinkedIn and da, 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 da. Uh, but what, what struck me about what you said, and I, I, I'm cracking up over this because it's so, it makes so much sense <laughs> is the the reason we forget the reason that the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Grant Cardone's and the, the big players in social media, the reason they are awesome at social media is because um, the people running their social media are awesome at their job. You know, exactly. So exactly. You have and these I- operators who are running their businesses and, and guys like Gary Vaynerchuk are not shy about it. They say, we're, well, we're operating our business and they're also not shy of suggesting, well, we have like 16, 17 people on this team. Well, it's because that team is awesome at their job that we're seeing so much of them. But then that filters down into our brains and we go, Oh man, I gotta be, I gotta be awesome at social media and running my business or I'm never going to be found. What? There's some, re- there's some really good points you've just made. Okay. Firstly, it's battle of the eyeballs. That's right. Everybody, every platform wants you to be on their platform. Battle of the eyeballs. Everybody is in competition with everybody in terms of content, not just in your industry, but everybody. You are in competition. With the Gary V's, the Grant Cardones, and all the, you know, your Justin Bieber's and everybody else. Why? <laughs> because people still only have 24 hours in the day. People still only have so much time to get to look at this stuff. So here's right. the thing. Unless your content is unique, valuable, targeted, relevant, amazing, remarkable, whatever other adjectives you can come up with, why is anyone going to look at your stuff? They're not. They're just not going to look at it. Not now. Five years ago, when there wasn't much content, yeah, of course, you were the only gig in town. Of course, they'd look at it. But the bar's gone up. The bar has gone up. You now have brands, bigger businesses who, are, who have editors, videographers, writers, content producers. The whole right. Gary's got someone filming him in his car nonstop all day mm-hmm. long. 
okay? Sure. Splicing and dicing the content. People typically don't have any of the above. It's one person in a room doing a bit of social uh, half an hour a day. That's the problem. Right. So you can't possibly compete with that. So you need to look at your resources and you need to say to yourself, if I can't produce much content that's relevant and targeted, anyone can send out puppies of a photo. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. Okay. If you can't produce relevant and targeted content, what's the point? No one's going to look at your stuff. You're better spending your hard-earned money, perhaps with paid advertising in LinkedIn or Facebook, because that works very well. What's wrong with sure. Google ads? What's wrong with walking up and down the high street? What's wrong with trade shows? What's wrong with getting on the phone? That's my point. They've all stopped doing all the other stuff, and they're just doing social because they think a couple of posts, a couple of quotes, and someone is going to walk up onto their car lot and buy something. It just won't happen anymore. Yeah. So really focusing on the founder. It's funny, too, because in in any other instance, if I said, hey, you want to build a house on this faulty foundation, everyone would say, no, the foundation is faulty. Yet we've been we've allowed ourselves to we've brainwashed ourselves into believing that we can build a business that has no foundation in place simply by like you said, posting, you know, Gandhi well, quotes. And well, whatever. here's the thing. It's a little bit more psychological that I'm not a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but the founders of Facebook and LinkedIn and all these Instagram and all these platforms, they realize one thing very early on, the power mm. of the like, the power of your phone binging and dinging and bonging because someone has liked something of yours. That's right. what keeps you coming back. It gives you a warm and fuzzy feeling that the world's all mushy and lovely again, and it keeps bringing you back and back and back and back. But you need to ask yourself, the photo of a croissant you just put on Instagram, <laughs> why did somebody like it? And the only reason why they liked it is because they want you to go and like their photo of an almond bun, of a latte, of a cappuccino. There is no other reason. Now, when Instagram first started, there were proper photographers who would be spending, you know, a month in the jungle to get the perfect shot of something. That's what LinkedIn's all about. That you should like. That's a quality photo. But of course, we all ruin it. We all turn up with our photos of nothing. We get likes. We think we're amazing. We then go home and tell our partners, our bosses, our staff, whatever. Aren't we really great on social? Look how many people are liking our stuff. But it, it's a vanity metric. It's an ego play. It doesn't lead to sales. The only metric of success is someone walking in and buying something or on the phone and buying something because right. it's all too easy. Everyone just likes everything. Everyone says, comments, awesome post, awesome croissant, awesome. It doesn't mean <laughs> anything, right? It's too easy. And, but it gives you the warm and fuzzy feeling. That's a psychological thing. That's why we keep coming back. So you need to get around that and say, forget all that warm stuff. Let's focus on what gets us people visiting our showrooms. What gets us people phoning us up? And that may very well be pay to play. That may very well be doing something completely different. As I said, if you give people such an awesome experience, 
that they share you without begging and borrowing and asking, guess what? That is gold dust because everyone knows you're going to say how amazing you are. I don't care. But when your sure. customers are saying how amazing you are, that's, right. that's really powerful. That's what you need to focus on. Have you ever wondered why recently you go to a hotel, you go into the bedroom and they've done the towels like a swan on the bed? Why right. do they do that? They do that so you go, wow, stick it on Instagram, stick it on Facebook. Why, you know, you go to a restaurant, you order your meal and it's, you know, the plate's exploding. It's served on a shovel. It, you know, it's on <laughs> wheels, you know, sparklers. It's all happening. Why? Because they want you to take a photo for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. They create a wow moment, which gives them free marketing. So dealerships create wow moments for your customers in the car, out the car, around the show and do something that is actually interesting, funny, valuable, something people will then share you all day long. Unfortunately, most people, what they end up doing is what I would do, just nonsense. They turn up, you know, a car price guide. Who's interested in that? No one. Right. They just send out because they have no concept of no plan. They have no idea, no strategy. And they and they just don't know what to put out. And it's being run, as you said very early on, by typically someone who's got no idea. And all they've been told is, oh, stick us on LinkedIn, stick us on Twitter. Will you make sure we do something on social? And that's what they do. And that's all that they do. It's almost like the. the culture of the participation trophy where we we basically all just put in our status quo, but then expect all the praise. How come my customers aren't leaving me positive reviews? Because you literally did nothing other than the bare minimum of what car dealers do or of what a bakery does or a cafe does. You You served okay food and that was it. But to your point, you didn't create a wow moment worth sharing. Well, this is it. You see, the bar's gone up, but most yeah. businesses are still doing what I describe as the bare minimum that we need to get away with. So I say, I got the meal. The meal was hot. It, it was edible. I got it on time. Thank you. That's it. That's what I paid for. But that doesn't get a wow moment. That doesn't get anything in terms of marketing. When you start to do something that is very different, and here's the kicker, though, the different thing doesn't need to be expensive. It just needs to be perhaps personal. You see, we're all crying out. Do you remember the days where you go into the bank and someone would know your name? You go to the mm-hmm. local restaurant, they would know your name, your usual, sir. Yes, please. We don't get that anymore. So right. just doing some simple, basic stuff, know your customer's name, a handwritten note. You'd be amazed. When's the last time you got a handwritten note from anybody? Never, never. It's a a generic (laughs) birthday card on Facebook. How awful rubbish. Okay, that's the, that's, and they suddenly go, oh my God, I got, have you seen this card I got? You know, I did a test drive and I got a handwritten note saying, thanks for coming in. Wow, seriously. So the bar in the wow stuff is so low because no one expects anything from anybody that has taken a few moments of time. You see, the most valuable thing that people really respect isn't money, it's time, because you can't get that back. And everything is now geared to taking no time. The generic birthday thing, everything through messenger that's 
automated, that's the same. So when you do something that you know, that they know you've written by hand, that's taken you five minutes, that has such a powerful effect because they thought, flipping it, they spent five minutes writing this. It must, I must be a valued customer. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. So the impact for something relatively low cost, small, not expensive, but just took you five minutes because we couldn't automate it is often huge. And that's the bit businesses have totally forgotten because they're too busy on the social stuff thinking, oh, if I just added one more quote or one more image or one more something, that will produce something. But, it, but the, you know, no one's looking at it anymore. No one sees right. it anymore. It's so noisy there now that people just tuned out to pretty much everything, bar stuff that is remarkable. There's a very good book by a very famous marketer called Seth Godin called Purple Cow. Mm-hmm. And in it, he talks about the principle of the purple cow, which is you're driving along, you look into a field and there's a whole load of cows and one of them is colored purple, right? And everyone goes, oh my God, look, it's a purple cow. It stands out, remarkable, different. My point would be that's all great, but what now if all the cows are purple because everyone copies everyone? You now need to be the black and white cow. That's the point, is that everyone copies everyone. Everyone goes, you need to do images. We do images. You need to do video. We do video. You need to do quotes. We do quotes. You need to do images with quotes. So everyone's just copying everybody. And so you're never getting ahead of the game. You've got to do something completely different, funny, entertaining, just something that people go, what's that all about? That's, you know, the headline that you put needs to draw people into something. Or you need to accept that people just aren't going to look at your stuff and have a completely (laughs) different approach because too much of your time will be wasted in feeling good but achieving no sales. If that's if that's what you're after, stick on social all day long. Yeah. Do you think so? So for those that are kind of in this social media coma, what do you suggest? Because it sounds really odd. But a lot of people that I sit with, that I consult with, and I'm sure you do too, they go, man, I, what do I do to be like, how, how to be different? How can I be different in such a saturated, you know, marketplace? Uh, and it sounds really funny, but when people sit and think about their business and what they could do, they just start drawing a blank. And, and here's the kicker. This is why it's so tough to be good at content marketing. No one said it's easy. You see, the access to social media is easy. You can have seven accounts, seven different platforms in, in half an hour. Easy peasy, okay? But it's adding the content. That's tough. So you either need to say to yourself, is there anybody here that is vaguely, you know, con- you know, the sort of person that can produce this sort of valuable, funny, whatever it is, content? If they're not, and we're all drier than anything and we can't think of anything, then you either have to say, we need to hire someone to do this stuff for us, or we need to say, you know what, social aim for us. We need to do something different. But before you do it, excuse me, but before you do any of that, you need to say to yourself, okay, what's our overall objective? What are we overall trying to do? Where else are we marketing our stuff? What else are we doing? Do we have, you know, do we have designers for leaflets and marketing? What else? 
maybe we need to bring them in in on it. Maybe we need to look at who we're hiring or what we're doing. But I, I accept straight away, this ain't easy. That's the myth that it's easy. It's not. It's easy to put out rubbish. It's easy to make the, the world a noisier place. What's challenging is to get someone's attention, particularly in the world we live in now. And it's only getting worse. That's why, you know what? Instead of all that nonsense, what about a couple of very targeted adverts that run through Facebook with an expert who knows about Facebook advertising for the local area, finding the people who want the service you're offering? Yeah, you've got to pay to play, but it's not expensive. It's targeted. It's relevant. And you'll get, you should get some decent leads from that. That may well be a much better option for your money than trying this other pro. Because the other thing to bear in mind, social don't get you result today or tomorrow. You got to keep mm -hmm. doing it. You got to keep on it and on it and on it and on it. You can't take your foot off the gas. You see, the platforms have realized that if you want their help and use it for free, you got to be on there night and day. You got to be contributing, commenting, replying, liking, doing all your stuff. If you take your foot off the gas for two weeks, you know what happens? You're out of the loop. Everyone forgets about you. Mm -hmm. So you need to bear in mind this stuff before you make a decision and say, you know what? We got a budget. We know what we want to do. How best do we move forward? And if there's no one in your practice that you know that can do this sort of content that's going to get people's eyeballs looking at it, don't bother. Hire someone or try a different approach. Sure. And before any of that, what kind of foundational things? I know you've touched on a couple of them, but what, what sort of foundational things would you suggest work? Well, here's where I'm going with this. Yes. Uh, recently, I was with a colleague of mine, a good friend of mine. His name is Glenn Lundy. and in the longest time since I can remember, Glenn is one of the first gentlemen I've met who activates his community. We went to, I went to his kids' baseball game and people were wearing his hats. They were wearing his shirts with his logo. They were writing in his day planners that he's provided. We'd go into a restaurant and people knew him. We'd go into a store and people would, I would see people walking around and I had never seen anybody activate their community like this in quite some time. And so, you know, it's really resonating what you're saying before social media, there's got to be a whole slew of other things that you could be doing to differentiate before you even consider now, what can I do to maximize on this through well, social? Well, well, exactly. And you touched on that is your first question is we need to look at our own business. What can we make better? Yeah, here, here, here's the expression I always say to people. You need to think like a customer, not like a business. People always look at their own business through their own eyes because they're working in it. It's the best, we're the fastest. Da, 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 da. Nobody cares because they hear it from everybody. So you need to look at your business through the eyes of a customer coming into your showroom. Is it how easy it is to do certain things? What's the experience? You might want to get some secret shoppers in to look at the experience of dealing with you online, offline. You know, have you ever been to a place where you just the simple things seem really difficult? You can't find anything, whether it's an online platform, an offline. You've come in. What you think works doesn't really work very well and so on. So first step is look at your own processes. 
look at your own experiences of using that. How can you make that better? How can you make more people just talk about the experience of coming to see you? What can you do that somebody goes, oh, amazing. I, you know, all I did was go in there to book my car in for service or I went in for test drive. And it was such an incredible experience. I, that, that, if you can produce that, that's when they wear your hats. That's when they tell everybody about it. That's when you're doing something right. So that would be the first step. Once you've gone through all of that, then you need to start looking at what, are, what other things can we do offline and online that will maximize the leverage of that? Is it an ambassador program for people who really like our stuff? There are so many different things you can do here. Is it looking at previous customers, inviting them all in to an open evening? Is it taking them around a racetrack to learn how to drive better? There are so many things you can do that aren't social media, but if people love the experience, they will share your garage. They will share the experience with their networks. And that's what you need to be thinking. Then you need to think, okay, we've done some of that. We've done some of that. Now what else can we do? Can we sponsor a local football team? Can we go to, you know, can we do something at some restaurants nearby? What can we do? Are we in an area where we can just produce leaflets and drop them into all the locals? What can we do that's local? You see, one of the things about social that people have, again, lost this concept is they say, oh, you know what? I can connect with people in, you know, Venezuela. And you go, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but they're never going to buy a car from you. You want to connect with the guy who's got a garage or a shop down the road. That's your right. audience. So forget right. all this connecting 20,000 miles away. Find local people to you. Find the local people who are running the football teams, the baseball teams, the other garages, the local accountants, solicitors, trades. Start thinking, what can you do with them? Could be simple stuff. Could be do whatever that, again, doesn't have to be very expensive, low cost. but Gives them an experience, gives them something. You know, there was an estate agent around here where I live. They had a they had a fair going on, you know, school fate, and they put boards up. He, you know, he asked all the, you know, the parents of the kids at the school, would they all put a board up at the house saying, you know, we're we're supporting the school fate. His board, his logo, fantastic. Suddenly, there's three roads with thirty seven of his boards in. So mm. suddenly, you can do some really simple things. Again, low cost, or you can go bigger costs and start to spend on the platforms in terms of localized, targeted advertising. And then, of course, you can go, you know what? We've got a serious budget. Let's get an agency in. Who can manage it? Do it effectively. Do it properly. We've got a launch of a car, launch of a new product, launch of a new service. We want it targeted. We want it relevant. Come up with some ads. Come up with some artwork. Come up with some low, whatever. Then you're paying to get it done professionally. That would sort of be, you know, some good, you know, steps to take on all of that stuff. It really, I, I love what you're saying here because I, I had an experience about a month ago. Um, I'm in a professional building, so there's a lot of, you know, there's tax accountants and notaries and, you know, app developers and and agencies and all that sort of thing working in this building. And we received a knock on our door and it was a gentleman who owns a computer repair business who operates in the same building. And he gave me a leaflet uh, about his services and introduced himself. Um, and I immediately turned to my team because we work in digital. And I thought, I get 
70 emails an hour. Yes. Some of which from companies I opted in to receive information from that I ignore. And here comes Tim from room 307 who just, just cut through the clutter and went 1987 on all of us <laughs> and dropped a leaflet. And I remember it. And you know what? I didn't throw it out. I put it because I said, well, there's, there's 50 computers in my office. Surely at some point, one of them is going to need to be repaired. And now I don't have to travel across town to go to the guy that I knew before or whatever. There's a guy in my building who's got the credentials. Boom. Yes. Done. I, I went, it blew my mind. I was like, see now, now we're talking. <laughs> well, and, and this is this is the back to basics principle that I just keep saying. They and that's the bit they've all forgotten. They all want this convoluted, difficult, tricky way of doing business at the expense of forgetting of walking up and down the high street. What's wrong with going to your local mall and handing out leaflets? When did that all stop? <laughs> why, why why is everything else stopped and all we do is Instagram? That's my point. And that can be so powerful now because no one's going back to the basics of the knocking on the door of any of the other stuff. They're just social media obsessed that they've forgotten everything else. They don't get on the phone anymore. They don't do anything right. anymore that's personal. You know, they invite people for coffee. Have, have, what, and invite, you know, what about you in a building? What about once a month you put a notice on the board saying, why don't we all get together in someone's office for a cup of tea? Uh, you know, a load of donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, and we'll get to know each other. Flipping heck. Who's ever thought of that? No, I don't know if you do that, but that's a really Friday afternoon. No one's working anyway. Let's all meet up and have a <laughs> chit-chat. And then suddenly you go, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm, oh I could, I've been looking to buy that. And he, you'll be amazed. It's on your doorstep a lot of the time. It's right in front of your face, but you don't go there because you're more interested in finding someone in Brazil who might want your product. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Who, who comments? Cool pick, bro. Yeah, Check exactly. out my yeah. profile. Awesome post. Wow. <laughs> Great gallo. It's just nonsense. But it. It, but it makes you feel good, you see, because you then, yeah. your boss says, how's social going? And you go, oh, it's great. Got 47 likes on this photo. And they go, oh, great. Well done. Meaningless. Meaningless. Yeah. yeah I, and I, that's you know where what? people need you. to I'm wake being... up. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you because you know what I love? And, and, and I will uh, empathize, okay? I, hey, when I see people like and comment, it, the genuine ones, I go for like real engagement if I'm going to post. Um, you know, none of this, uh, like we're talking about this yes. cockamamie, love it, agreed, fire, you know, all these crap, <laughs> this crap that people, but, but you know what I love more than any of that? I love being able to go home to my wife and kids and say, yes, we can go out for dinner tonight because, I worked and I earned and, and like you said, the true measure of success in business is the fact that I moved product, I moved service and that produced income. And, and so I think that's where a lot of people, because you know what? I even get messages as I'm sure you do. People see us on social and they see the keynote in Australia and in Germany and in the UK and they go, yeah, see, but that was because of social media. And it's like, well, but. To your point, uh, Mark, what you've been saying is I sat down. Nobody saw the years of me getting clarity and working and organically discovering where I fit in and how I could be a value before any of that happened. And the fact that I continue to do those things despite also so posting on social. In other words, 
I know. Well, I say I know. I don't know conclusively, but I feel like I've kind of I'm figuring it out. Yes. I know where those things fit in. I know what role posting on social plays. I know what role the personal touch plays. I know what role. Whereas to your point, and this happens all the time in the car business, dealers will go to a Facebook seminar, a Google seminar, a Twitch seminar, whatever it is, a 20 group, not realizing that these are not philanthropic companies. These are companies that are there to make billions and billions of dollars. And they come home and they say, see, Facebook said, if we're not running Facebook ads and if we're not doing 16 posts a day, then we're going to disappear off the face of the planet. Yep. And and, and here's the thing you see, social is the greatest distraction ever made. It, It really is because the platforms want it to be like that. They want you to keep coming because if you've got OCD, it's a nightmare, you know, because another green flash has come up and a light. You know, you, you've got to look at it instantly. You just see people right. walking down the street the whole time glued to their phones, commenting, right. liking, or nonstop. So it's a terrible distraction on purpose. And people need to get away from that idea, and they need to say, okay, what are we actually going to do to drive sales here? So that's the really important. They need to do an audit. One of the interesting things I always find is, and here's a question for all of your listeners, is whatever you're posting, if it doesn't move the needle to sell another car, why are you posting it? That's got to be the ultimate question. Why did you post the quote, the picture, the photo, the thing, whatever it is, if it doesn't move the needle to selling another car, why did you post that thing? And a lot of people can't answer that because they have no strategy. They don't know what to post. They don't know what they're driving their end game to be. They're just in this obsession of, as you just said, someone told us we need to be putting stuff out. We need to be putting stuff out. Anything, anything. I've, I've run out of ideas. Just chuck. I see people posting stuff that reads, I don't know what to post. So I'm just putting sunning up there because I don't know what to say. <laughs> Seriously, we've got to that world now where everybody's obsessed. We've got to post something. They also have a calendar. The calendar says Tuesday at three, we need to put something up. Oh, my God, I haven't got anything. So what do they then do? They make up a silly photo. They spend an hour and a half on Canva or some imaging thing to to, to do whatever. They change a logo. And they stick that up there with a funny quote. No, no, No one cares about any of this stuff. So I would rather you spent time doing stuff that is actively going to sell more of your product. And people need to ask themselves, you know, why are we doing all this? I get that. What's the mistakes we're making? We get that. And then they need to own, take ownership and go, you know what? We need to really look at this. We've been on it for years. It hasn't produced anything. We really need to question what we're doing, why we're doing it, who's doing it. But I'm not blaming necessarily the who's doing it, because if it is a 15 year old niece of the boss, I wouldn't expect much more. You need to take the business seriously. If you have a proper budget, then I would expect proper results. Right. You know, it's, it's often you have the marketing meeting once a year. You know, what are the objectives for the year? <laughs> We've got this model coming in, that model. We need quarter one, but whatever. Fantastic. And then just as you're leading, and they work on the budgets, how are we going to market it, promote it, blah, blah, brilliant. At minute 58 of the one-hour meeting, someone goes, oh, hang on a minute. 
what are we doing on social? And then just says, oh, just chuck a couple of photos up or do something, and thanks very much, bye. That's it. That is the social media discussion. And then the person doing it, because they've got no guidance, no guidelines, no training, no support, they don't know what they're doing, they just stick up a photo of something because the boss has said, get us on social, and they want to tick a box. So I don't yeah. blame them. It starts from the top. The leader needs to get this or the owner or the whatever needs to get it and then needs to filter through and give the person the right tools, the training, the guidance. What tone are we using? What style are we? You know, if we've got a fun brand, why are we so boring on social? It should all be the same, all consistent. What language are we using in there should be the same language we use. So our customers know what to expect. Our customers know what to experience. Denny's is different to Wendy's. It's different to Burger King. It's different to a car franchise. It's different to an airline. And you would sure. expect different tone, different style, different humor, different way of communicating. So without doubt, there are ways to leverage social to get your business. But you've got to know what you're doing. Most have no clue. Yeah, this is brilliant. This has been absolutely delightful. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Mark. How can those listening get in touch with you? A very simple Mark Shaw 101 on LinkedIn. That's me. I got so much value to this. I took pages of notes. The idea of starting with your foundation and making sure that it is solid. I don't want to say going back to basics. I want to say like redeploying the basics, the things that you know will have a positive impact on your customers, on your community, and on your business. You know, you know, DPB gang, that is stuff that I care so much about. Now, listen, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Dealer Playbook podcast and you're thinking, man, I'm just missing something in my life. Well, go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you can get notified every time I drop new content every single week, just like this. And until next time, guys, keep the playbook open and dominate.